We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Oh, my goodness, Zandu. Yo. What a freaking day, my guy. You're right. You're right. Oh, what what a week, I should say. How are you doing, man? Yeah, it's good. You know what? You what a week is a good way to put it because yesterday I was talking to Tara and I was like, you know what? Today's been such a long year. Yeah, like, it really has been, yeah. but it's always it's also gone by so fast. Uh-huh. And today we celebrate two different milestones, man. Yeah. More importantly, number twenty on the on the podcast yes, episode definitely. number twenty. Yes. Uh, for crucial. all you people uh-huh. watching either on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, or on the YouTube channel, what's up, uh, people? Besides that, Zan, we broke fifty thousand subs. Yes. Which is kind of like. Yeah, like it's kind of cool. We did it early too because we'd predicted, like we game planned it out. We thought we weren't going to hit 50k until like end of the month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when we started the year, we thought by by the end of the year, uh-huh. 50k was our goal. So right? yeah, thank all of you guys watching. Yeah, on all the platforms. you guys are the best. Like it really does mean a lot to us. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Our team leader this morning was like, okay, we broke 50K. Now there's no celebrations until 100K, which is like, <laughs> frick. He's kind of right. So yeah, right, right. Uh, we got a long way to go. We'll be there for the ride for all of mm-hmm. you guys. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind podcast, breaking down all of the esports news. Zan, you got some stories today for us? I got some interesting, you know. Some, you always some, do. Something to talk about. You always yeah. do, man. So uh, let's crack right into it. And uh, yeah, hope you guys all enjoy. All right, Zan, I'll start her off on a little bit of a traditional sports comparison note, okay? Okay, okay, hit uh, with it. Speaking of big weeks, not only for our channel, esports in general, as yeah, per usual, it's been definitely. a pretty crazy year. This week followed that. It's actually FaZe Clan. They continue to make some impressive announcements. You know, we give them flack for a lot of things. Oh, yeah, they signed with that Quidditch team, right? That's, that's what that is? <laughs> the rugby, it's a rugby team. You, it's Manchester Quidditch. Manchester City. Got Same Quidditch, thing. Rugby, soccer, whatever the frick. Uh, you know, we, we got roasted. Yeah, I a little mean, bit. We got lit bit. on fire when I first uploaded the video uh-huh. because I put Manchester uh, United on mm-hmm. the thumbnail. I would have loved for you to get, get it wrong right there. <laughs> 
Oh my! Face can partner with Manchester United. I put Man City on the thumbnail. No, that, that's not how it went down. Okay, I thought you were serious for a second. I was like, did you literally just do it though? <laughs> okay, so they no, partnered yeah. Yeah, with okay. Man City, mm-hmm. and now I'm mm-hmm. gonna confuse myself. Yeah. I kid you not. Within ten minutes of me having the wrong thumbnail up, nearly twenty mm-hmm. comments of mm-hmm. people like, "Oh, big freaking fail," and I'm like, "Oh man." I don't Soccer know. fans are serious. Football they got, they, fans, Zan. It's it's the same thing. Yeah, but you'd think. Um, but either way. <laughs> <laughs> Besides us failing, us messing it up, um, this, they continue to expand to markets that I really have, I'm surprised by. It, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to brands and esports, I think mm-hmm. Hunter Thieves and Phase are certainly. I was literally thinking the exact same thing this morning. They're like, like mirroring each other. It's so weird that Phase and Hundred Thieves are the only two. I think they're the smartest orgs in the business right now. Yeah, from a pure business finance. Like, like especially when it look, when you look at their big rosters, mm-hmm. Hunter T have League of Legends and right. FaZe maybe have CS:GO with their big announcements. Mm-hmm. They could be a big roster. Mm-hmm. Besides that, they don't have like well, no offense no, to yeah, the orcs, but they are strictly looking into being a brand, and they're doing mm-hmm. a great job of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that could be that could you know in the future pay off is okay. Content and brand is mm-hmm. way more important than teams and esports. Oh yeah, just at this from, point in time, from pure like just o- thinking about the overhead required to run like teams and everything yeah. versus having a team of like personalities and content like which and almost pay for themselves. Yeah, right. And so yeah, it, it, we've entered a really weird time where yeah. all of a sudden we'll talk about it in a bit here as well. We. We have we have organizations doing like three different paths. Low key thinking about it, it's like it's kind of we, we've kind of come in a circle where like esports org started with everybody's doing like montages and team tages, yeah. oh, no. and now we're come back to the point where it's like content is king yes. again. Yes, and not and yeah. montages are dead, but yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. Like, it's going full circle. Uh-huh. Like esports are all about teams. No, 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 no. Let's go back to content. Yeah, and so we've seen orgs almost pursue three different types. Mm-hmm. I would say in my head right now, we got the franchise approach. Right, right. We got the general esports approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is avoiding franchising and all those big fees. Right. And we got content. We got brands. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I think it's it's really kind of weird to see where esports is going. And I, yeah, I have to give props. Yeah. Mm-hmm. FaZe is doing a, a, an amazing job. They've signed with Offset. They've mm-hmm. signed with a bunch of NBA players. they got tons of big names. Uh, now, of course, this latest announcement with Man City. I mean, they are doing amazing things. They're going to Asia, apparently mm-hmm. going to be branching out to the Which Asian mobile market. makes all the sense in the world. Why not that's capitalize like, on that content? Yeah, that's a multi-billion dollar industry <sighs> over there in Dude. China. Like, I mean, I, I think they're going to Thailand, right? That's what they were They're going to start about. in Thailand, yeah. but yeah. that's their entrance yeah. to the Asian scene. Right. That's what rumors say. Of course, of Either course. way, though, Zan, mm-hmm. I think... It's a smart move, regardless. We really bash on... I got to own up to it. We've bashed on FaZe I in the past. I don't bash on FaZe. Okay. As an individual... You've never said a bad thing about Banks and his public personality? No. Actually, no, actually, I don't think I have. Check the public record! I think... I think... <laughs> Pretty sure we talked about... Never mind. No, no, I think we talked about it, but I think I've said that, like, yeah... It's dumb, but that's like the right thing to do to make money. Okay, you might be yeah. right on that. We'll yeah, have yeah. Someone out there maybe uh-huh. will catch you, but either yeah, way, uh, yeah, I'll blow give, me up if you want. <laughs> I'll give them credit, man. Phase uh-huh. is definitely on top of their game right now. We will see what directions all these orgs do. It just props, props to Phase. Yeah, kind. definitely. Okay, Jake. So this story is a little weird. <clears throat> might wind up being nothing in a couple months. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Solid way to start. This might be a story that might not matter whatsoever. <laughs> but let's talk but, about it. But let's talk about it because I find it really kind of fascinating. And it's it's like I'm trying to think of I haven't heard of a, a system working this way before. Okay. So we're going to talk about Mixer for a second, right? All right. Gladly. Yeah. yeah. If you know, like a couple weeks ago, they didn't have ads for a long time. They mm-hmm. just added ads to the platform like, you know, a few weeks ago. I actually did not know that. So yeah, news yeah. to me. Neither did I until I read up. I just read this uh, article from uh, VentureBeat. And um, 
I remember Pete, our video editor, a couple weeks ago was complaining about like, cause he, we all watch streams and video stuff to get content. And he was like, ah, oh, get so many ads on Mixer. It's like every 10, 15 minutes type B. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so, but it turns out creators get zero ad revenue. Oh shoot! Literally you're zero. Bad oh no, you're bringing us bad mixer news. Yeah, bad mix. I don't even. That's the thing. I don't know if it's bad. It's just super weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know? Tell us more details because before I talk yeah. about this myself. Okay, so apparently, um, the ads are only supposed to show up on partnered channels. Okay. Or like anything that Microsoft itself runs, mm -hmm. and users who have uh, the premium subscription, the monthly one for Mixer. Or if they're subscribed to any partner channel, they don't see any ads. That's okay. Pretty which, standard. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is which is default, right? But they've said that uh, for now, the revenue we are receiving during our pilot advertising test is funding other programs that benefit creators directly. Each partner gets a portion of the subscriber revenue now, and will be getting a portion of the ad advertising revenue very soon. Direct donations are allowed as our third-party artist subscription services. So I think it's unique. I think it's actually pretty cool that they're actually yeah. openly saying, "Hey, uh, you know, this is going towards other things that will benefit them in the future." Mm -hmm. And the only reason I'm not saying, "Oh, this is actually terrible," is because don't mixer uh, uh, streamers also make more from their subs than Twitch yes, they partners do? do. Yeah, yeah they definitely do. And alongside that, I think what we've seen from uh, Sparks and uh, Embers, mm -hmm. they also make a lot more from that. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot, of, a lot more ways for for viewers to actually generate these embers or sparks. I'm not sure which one it is to donate. I think so, I think it's an ember. I, yeah, I want to yeah. say well, you guys probably yeah. know as well, but yeah, yeah. I think at least to offset that, they mm -hmm. definitely offer a lot of ways for their streamers to earn more off the platform. So I'm, t I, yeah, I, definitely. I don't think any Twitch streamers are really running ads to a point where that's a giant part of their income anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with this news. Yeah, it's like I said, it it's could unique. it could be a nothing story, but it's just like it feels so weird to say like, okay, we're just gonna put ads on your stuff and then we're just going to take that that we're is not going to tell you weird. what it's for yes we're not going to say anything about that and like you know twitch for all the ads it says hey this split goes here you know exactly how that money gets paid out and you run your own ads yeah i'm pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure you you can choose whether or not to have ads so i wonder how that works for mixer streamers as far as i can tell they can't choose whether or not you have they have ads on their channel see it's that's like, where if you're a, get partner, a little sucky yeah. All of a sudden, Ninja's yeah. popping off. Maybe he breaks 20K again, and mm. all of a sudden, they're just constantly running ads every 15 minutes yeah, just right, to right. rake in some money. There. Uh -huh. That's very interesting. I, I wonder, uh, there's going to be someone out there, so it might right. be a no news story in the future, but mm. there will be someone out there that gets pissed off by no, this. No, yeah, I can't wait for like two months from now to hear like, Kotaku. hey, yeah, Mixer stole $20,000 from creators and, through ads. And we'll be like, here yeah. to cover it because yeah, you we'll talked you know. about it first. Yeah. Hey. Mixer didn't stop playing ads my entire stream. I lost <laughs> 600 viewers because of Mixer. Yeah, yeah right. We'll see what happens uh, of it. As of right uh, now, it seems like a non-issue, but it yeah, could be something. It's interesting. You heard it here first. All right, Zan, I'm bringing up this topic because I know you got some knowledge in the field, and I just right, want to know right. your opinion on things. And like, I think people really care about your opinions on things, so I'm going right. to ask you anyway. Go for it. All right, this is all about – sorry if you guys can hear my <laughs> mic just shaking. I'm just like um, – He's so nervous. He's like, huh? <laughs> Uh, this is all about luxury brands right. entering the esports and gaming scene. Mm -hmm. If you guys actually mm -hmm. were here last week, because we pre-record these episodes, I was putting it out there. Uh, <laughs> if we guys were here last week, we talked about Louis Vuitton entering League of Legends. They are right. going to be designing the League of Legends World's case. Alongside that, dropping a mm -hmm. skin capsule in the game mm -hmm. with Louis Vuitton character skins. Yeah, and some clothes later. Yes, which mm -hmm. I'm I'm actually super excited for. Mm -hmm. I don't wear LV. All right, I'm not a fashion guy. You're definitely more of the fashion yeah, guy. I got anybody. a LV bracelet on. There right we now, go. Actually. And this is why yeah. I bring up the topic to someone like you. Uh -huh. um, 
obviously we talked about if you guys watched that episode, it's not the first time that you know designer fashion brands have gone into the esports scene. Mm-hmm. As far as they've gone though, is Sims Four and Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, which was also Louis Vuitton. Yeah, which is also LV mm-hmm. entering that, that as well. So mm-hmm. my giant question to you is: first of all, what do you think about Louis Vuitton returning to a much? This is a worldwide international right. it's game. It's a big move. And second, mm-hmm. what what game do you think they could be going to next? And do you think that's a good move? So kind of a, a three pronged question. Okay. Let's start it off first. What do you think about LV coming back with League of Legends? I think this is the first move that they, that makes sense. Like of any game, League of Legends mm-hmm. is the way to go because mm-hmm. that game is one that focuses so heavily on skins. And if nothing else, Louis Vuitton knows how to make good clothes. He means that in a good way too. He doesn't. Yeah. Well, obviously, no, it's yeah. a lot more based. But I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. I got what you mean. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. The the guy that got in charge, uh, Nicholas. Uh, I always forget mess up his last name. I'm pretty sure it's just Square. Um, Probably close enough. Yeah, he's brilliant, avant-garde designer. Really interesting, though, that he's like, he's in a weird spot where, like, say, if you think about a top-tier person, like, I'd always say, yeah, Nicholas is great, but, you know, he's no Tricky Ricky, or, you know, he's great, but, you know, he's no Raph or anything like that. He's like... These are just names to me, but... Yeah, well, yeah, he's... he's I I get what you mean. Yeah, he's got a really solid track record, Mm -hmm. and I think we're going to see some really good products out of him, and I think... It's very likely if League of Legends works out well, they'll probably go to Overwatch next. That's what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because yeah. they were one of the ones I did actually bring up my video. Right, yeah. Um, I, I think the good way to think about it as well, because you mm-hmm. say he's great, maybe he's not the top of the top tier. Right. He's still great. Also partnered with the animation and design team over mm-hmm. at Riot, mm-hmm. who have already done tremendous things. Right. you got to imagine they're going to work on some stuff. Mm-hmm. And if it's for Worlds, it's going to be some fantastic stuff. Right, I would hope so. And I'm super excited. So uh, based on that, the next game, you think Overwatch. My idea mm-hmm. was if there's any game out there that's actually been partnering with uh, you know, uh, any partnerships in general, mm-hmm. I would say Fortnite was my next one. They're not doing Fortnite. The only reason is because I don't think they would is because uh, the, they're too childish of a demographic. Yeah, really. For like, Louis Vuitton to take seriously, Louis would not. Yeah. So uh-huh. I, I'm curious. I know Fortnite's definitely a, a more kid game than Overwatch, uh-huh. but uh-huh. if you think LV's going to avoid Fortnite and go to Overwatch, what, what is there that big of a difference in demographic? It, I don't even think it's so much of a demographic thing, although that definitely plays a part for sure, right? It's, uh, for example, the reason they picked Final Fantasy is because costumes are like crucial in that game. Like the game that specifically that they had the collaboration for, I'm pretty sure it was Lightning Returns, where you were literally had entire mechanics based on changing clothes, right? And say, for example, Fortnite. Obviously, skins are huge, but just the connotation isn't in line with Louis Vuitton's luxury image at all. League of Legends much more so is, I feel. Okay. Where like even if you just look at all their designs at like a base level, League of Legends designs are very Louis Vuitton-esque. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm gonna I'll just yeah. be like, hey, Overwatch was on my list. I'll o- say that. Overwatch also <laughs> has very like, you know, you could see where Louis Vuitton would just slide in right real quick and So do you think then of based sense. off that mm-hmm. what about games that only have weapon skins? Do I don't. I don't think they'd really care that much because it wouldn't. Just, it just wouldn't be yeah. worth it. Yeah. Honestly, I would be p- totally unsurprised if Louis Vuitton leaves it at this for esports, then goes back to like non esports games after this. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I was. I was trying to think about this, especially mm-hmm. when it comes time for a Valve to be interactive. Valve mm-hmm. has never been the active pursuant, right. and I'm not sure. El- I, I don't think Louis is probably the same way, right? They, uh, when it came to League of Legends and, mm-hmm. and Louis Vuitton, they probably mm-hmm. were both mutual on the grounds of this could be a great partnership. Right. I feel like Valve is not going to go after them, and Louis Vuitton 
Icon does not need Valve. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't think an FPS game where you can only see weapons. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes time for CSGO, you have to community-made skins. Right, yeah. I don't see Louis Vuitton going to the Steam market, making no, a skin, yeah, giving not. approval, and yeah. be like, yo, use our skins. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, so I'm definitely with you, and I, I I can definitely see both your things coming true, either Overwatch or them just coming in and saying, hey, League of Legends was cool. We went yeah. to the biggest event mm -hmm. of the year in League of Legends Worlds, one like, of the biggest events, and we're, we're out. Now, honestly, they could just be done. Louis Vuitton doesn't do a lot of partnerships. Yeah. This is, like, a very rare thing. You got, like, maybe maybe 10 tops in the past, like, 15 years or so. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's huge that League got it. They might They might be done with games, honestly, after this. So we could be seeing mm. Louie now. We might not see Louie later. Yeah. And before we jump into the next topic, guys, let's take a quick second to talk about this week's sponsors. Indochino was founded on the idea that you don't need to spend a fortune to get a custom wardrobe. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Suits, shirts, coats, and more, they make it all to fit your exact measurements. It's easy, it's affordable, and most of all, nothing looks better on you than custom-fit clothing. Several of us actually here in this office use Indochino, and the process could not be simpler. Go to Indochino.com, pick your fabric, submit your measurements, and that's it. Your clothing will arrive on your doorstep in two weeks with a perfect fit design to make you look your best. So start your style upgrade now with $30 off your first purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when you enter Blue Wire at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code Blue Wire for $30 off your $3.99 or more purchase. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. With Indochino, you have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that does not fit, and they'll even ship your clothing for free. And speaking of shipping, our second sponsor this week is ShipStation.com. If you're selling online, you know getting your orders out can be a huge hassle. Shipping is time-consuming, expensive, and how do you know how to choose the right carrier? That's why you need ShipStation.com, the fastest, easiest, most affordable way to ship your orders, no matter where you're selling. Amazon, Etsy, your own site, ShipStation has a simple-to-use interface that can handle all your shipping needs. It works from any device, even your smartphone, and ShipStation works with all major carriers like USPS, FedEx, and even Amazon Fulfillment. Just choose the option that works best for you, and ShipStation gets your orders out quickly and cheaply. And right now, our listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Okay, Jake, I got a story that makes me real sad, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you got some great openings yeah, today. Yeah. This might be a nothing story. This story makes me sad. It's depressing. <laughs> all right. I, I'm almost yeah. ready for this, I yeah. guess. I think I think we can all agree that a lot of people, I think the general consensus from Call of Duty fans, longtime Call of Duty fans, was that everybody was excited about Modern Warfare. Oh, no. Yes. People, people were saying this is the best Call You're of Duty be we've seen in years. <laughs> this is like, oh, it plays so much better. It's like every Before you even start. Mm -mm. Yeah. I am still on the modern warfare train, uh -huh, okay? Uh -huh. Just so people know, pessimistic PD Zan over here is going to be coming out. I'm still on the modern warfare train. I'm excited uh -huh. to hear what you have to say because you uh -huh. always bring up great points. But well, I mean, just, I think from a gameplay perspective, the game still looks No, no, no. Fantastic. Zan, what yeah. made you sad? Get let us <laughs> let us know. What made you sad, man? Activision Blizzard just couldn't for 5 seconds stop going like <laughs> can we get some money? How much like, can we make? Yeah, right. They couldn't. They were like they they were doing everything right for like. They were like, hey, no more season pass. Everybody gets the maps, DLC. Yes, we're yeah. all in. And then, and then they just had to be like, oh, you know that. But that one but, part, yeah, it's it's but. exclusive for a year, which is insane. Like I know they're saying it's a small part of the game. 
but this is something that was in, from what it sounds like, this sounds like a survival mode for MW3. So it came out, survival mode is going to be exclusive to PS4 players only. Mm-hmm. Survival mode is a part of the Spec Ops mode. Yes. And honestly, that, that had me like really irritated, and I was about to cancel my pre-order. But then came out from a, the leaker that, you know, he spoiled, he's leaked a lot of stuff about Modern Warfare and been right. And he's like, yeah, tons of microtransactions all over the place, including weapons. And I was like, all right, I canceled my pre-order. That's, I can't. I, still, I can't, I can't still support there, that. I'm still there, by the way, COD fans. I'm still here. I can't here. support that. I still got my pre-order in. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, why? They were going to make bank. They're already asking for bank from the franchise league. Why do they need more money? You know, Call of Duty isn't that crazy of a game. I don't have too many defenses, Zan. I don't know if there's a single defense. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Besides the fact mm. that you've been linking me videos as well about the servers for the beta. Oh yeah. Which, the, by the way, I can the net only, code is I, garbage. I know you're gonna you were gonna get into that eventually. <laughs> yeah. I know you have a lot of counterpoints. Mm. I don't think anyone out there in the Call of Duty scene can say that this is a hundred percent gonna mm. be the best game ever, especially now that we know right. the things we know. Mm. For servers for the beta were mm. terrible for, uh, especially now that information has been revealed. Right. It might not have felt terrible, but they were compared to many other games out there. Mm. I can only hope they get better when the game launches. On the point when it comes to supply boxes, Uh, loot boxes, whatever uh you want to call them, Gaming Rev has now leaked that, yes, it's going to be pretty egregious on the fact they're going to try and cash out at every single skin, camo, potentially even guns. It sounds terrible. I'm, but, I'm just shocked they went back. The game is not out yet, and so I'm holding yes, on. Yes, the game is not out yet. These are like, leaks. They're not confirmations. They're probably going to be true, but, but I'm holding on to it. Okay? I see. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. If if the game comes out, I'm going to give it a month. <clears throat> if after a month all this turns out to be false, I'll pick up a copy the minute we hit 31 yes. days. I'll be like right there. I'll be so happy to play. But like this is like par for the course with Activision Blizzard. So I have no doubt they're just going to be like... You're making great points. Yeah. I mean, mm. the only reason I'm still getting it is because mm. it felt great to me, and right. I have friends who are mm. guaranteed going to play it. Oh, so do I. If this was any other game, I'm and gone. But I'm, I'm super crushed. Yeah. Now now I potentially, this might be a game I never play. Like, yeah. It really, like, you know, but, you know. So, like, you make great points, mm. but I am going to hang on because I have That's friends fair. who are going to play. So It's more than I'm, fair. I'm on that yeah. board. I know mm. plenty of people are, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely get your side of things as well. Yeah. I, I'm just hanging on to the fact that I hope servers get better. I hope the loot boxes and supply drops are not gonna rev- are not gonna unlock weapons. I hope to God that's not they true. They did in Black Ops Four, and I literally I know, the best weapon in Black Ops Four came from a loot box. And I hope my third hope, yeah. and I'm hanging on to uh-huh. that they do revert the survival mode only being for PS4 exclusive, which they probably aren't because it's a partnership. Yeah, I think if I anything, hope they reduce it. But they, they might roll it back to like six months. They better, Zant. You know they what comes might. out after twelve months? A new Call of Duty. Yeah, which is like, it's like what the frick are you? Sorry, part of my it doesn't make any sense. My frick French. Like honestly, I wonder what executive, like what executive, <laughs> no sense. This was a good idea. Like, hey, I mean, if, even for stuff like Destiny, where you know the game's gonna be around for like three, four years, even then, when they have like one mission, like. Exclusive to PS4, nobody was happy. Even PS4 people weren't happy. They weren't like, "Oh, this is great." Now I'm gonna. No, everybody everybody was unhappy. No one, no one in their right mind is looking at Call of Duty: Modern Mm. Warfare and saying, "Oh, Survival Mode comes out in a year. I'm gonna hop on that in a year." Yeah. No, by then you have fallen off. Ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the people who are gonna buy your game are not gonna buy it then and be like, "Yo, yeah, definitely." Yo, saying Survival Mode's out. You want to get COD now? Yeah. No. Yo, just watch in a year. Hate the fact that I have this thought and it's, I could see it happening so easily. Watching a year, 
they announce, hey, survival mode comes out. Modern Warfare is free to play. Uh, if it was a bigger mode, I can see it happening. Yeah, but but apparently it's so small. Yeah, but that definitely would be good timing, right? Like yeah, Modern Warfare right. is free, survival modes now for everyone too. And that that would give people a reason to play that over it'd the new little, Call of it'd Duty. Be a little peak. Yeah, but then then again, aren't you? A, I don't know. This COD mm. franchise thing is such a fun thing to talk about right, because yeah. they've done so many things right and so many things wrong. Uh-huh. And then on you mm. throw on top of that that they release a new one every year. Yeah, I really I I they should stop that. They need to, like, calm they down. Can, would you stop a cash cow that you can get away with every single year? I don't think anyone in the right mind would. I think I think they have to pass a certain point because they're, they're going to well, start seeing diminishing returns. It takes returns. a real man to be like, I can make tens of millions every year. Why, why would I stop? It takes a see, real man to say no. In my mind, the way I see it is, yeah, I could make tens of millions every year or I can make hundreds of millions if I waited two or three. But that's for most from the outside perspective. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. saying if I'm in Activision shoes or mm. Treyarch shoes and mm. I can do this every year or every other year you know, as they trade yeah, off, right, right. I'm doing it. I'm not going to lie. I'd yeah. do it. Wait, hey, I'm a selfish uh-huh. bum. You might not, <laughs> but I definitely can't blame them for doing it. Uh-huh. Uh, with everything you've said, though, I think we can only hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, my fingers are crossed so hard. I really hope. We hope this is the Call of Duty. I hope they roll everything back. I hope they hope they're like, hey, we realize we're being greedy, greedy blank. So we're gonna we're gonna stop. But <laughs> we know what's gonna happen. Uh-huh. We can only be hopeful from here yeah. on out, Zan. Mm-hmm. All right, Zan. Let's try and make this one an interesting topic. Let's try and make it a bit of a quicker subject. Whenever okay, okay. I say that, it rapid fire never ends up. Yeah. Quick. So this is gonna be about thirty minutes, right? <laughs> Are we talking about this? You guys can fast forward. Uh, speaking of Call of Duty, uh-huh. I think it's really weird. We talked about earlier. I wanted to loop back to this about mm-hmm. the three paths that organizations are going down. Yes. One of those it. paths was franchises. One of them is kind of just a general broad esports. The, the basics, right? You're going for esports teams, but mm-hmm. trying to avoid maybe those franchises or at least all of them. Um, and so I talk about now, we, ha- we have several teams out there, especially as of late, Evil Geniuses, NRG, 100T. Either teams are getting out of Call of Duty and going to Counter-Strike and more mainstream games like League of Legends, or they are going into Call of Duty and leaving those mainstream games right. because of the price to pay. Yeah. And so let me try and get this right. It's kind of, a, it, I kind of when I overthink these kind of things, it's in my head. NRG, they've now joined Call of Duty mm-hmm. and left CSGO. Evil Geniuses, they leave Call of Duty, they join CSGO, taking NRG's team. And now we have 100T, who is not going to be in Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and they are actually trying to get into CSGO and possibly a lot of other mainstream games. And so I'm very curious on your opinion about this, and I think I know your answer. When it comes to the franchises out there, mm-hmm. you're an organization. What, what are you doing if you have some funding out there? Are you hopping into a franchise league? Which one, if so, are you going towards a more general audience of esports out there? Honestly, I'd say either the general audience or if a franchise, I would definitely go league. Okay. Over, over, That's what I thought. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah. you on that. Uh huh. Because, I mean, everybody knows the Call of Duty franchise league, it could by some miracle do well. It could. But everything points to it doing really not. Not, we're not well enough anyway to yeah. justify the investment. And Overwatch League looks like it's ramping up decently, but I don't. We haven't seen anything that actually proves that that is worth the investment either. Especially because I mean, I've I've heard teams are having to uh, put money into their own stadiums and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just more fees just keep piling up. Mm-hmm. 
So and rosters keep on changing yeah, keep every moving, year, yeah. and that's just so a, many so many trades. Back any and money forth. you're bringing back, you're trading yeah. out. It's just mm-hmm. it's a complicated system. That's yeah, a tightrope, and so it it really kind of makes me worried for the future of what we're going to see here. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially, I, I think when it comes to uh, choosing a game like League, we obviously see the longevity in League of Legends. Uh, a game like Counter Strike, there's a very few set of games out there that have longevity, mm-hmm. and so I kind of agree with you in terms of approaching. If it was a franchise, you go to League of Legends, right? I'm also a bit worried about, though, you know, teams that go into Counter-Strike. It's not cheap. Definitely um, not, yeah. And I just think it's very, very interesting to see where these organizations do go and where they allot all of their money because we've talked about the esports bubble before and, mm-hmm. you know, where that is all going. Who knows? I think you make a great point that I want to end this topic on, though, in a bit is – is this franchise league of Call of Duty? We've we've kind of talked about our worries a lot. Yeah, we got concerns. So <laughs> let's list it out. We have uh-huh. an introducing an introductory price for the slot of twenty five plus million dollars. Good chunk of change. Alongside that, we have a game whose viewership is solely dependent upon the success of the game. Yeah, and that could change next year. It could like, change frequently. Yeah, we have a game that looks really great. Although, mm. despite many rumors about the the parts of the game that you don't think would affect the franchise league, but they certainly will. I made a point in a video about this. So you have Activision making these choices mm-hmm. that are vastly going to affect the players, the community who plays the game, right. which thus affects the viewership even further of the league. If I don't like a Call of Duty, I'm probably not going to watch it competitively. I would yeah, say a majority of people think that same way. Mm-hmm. If you're not playing a game, the odds of you watching it mm-hmm. are so low. Yeah, which makes it, which blows my mind that they are picking this game to continue with the microtransactions on? Because you'd think with the Franchise League coming up, they'd want to stack... Crossplay yeah. for the first time ever. Yeah, they think, you'd think they'd want to stack the deck to make it so everybody can play. Everybody's happy. You can have subtle yeah. loot boxes. People will cash in on those, mm-hmm. but they keep on reaching because I think they see it, this is our franchise year. This mm-hmm. is our cross-play year. We should cash yeah. out right now. Yeah. And so I think it's really scary because you have what could be potentially the best Call of Duty we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. You have the $25 million franchise fee on one side pounding yeah. you. Yeah. You have Activision ruining your game constantly. Just, this is yeah. going to look okay. real weird. Just pounding you. want you. some shake wakes? From, we can even act from, inside, <laughs> from inside out, you have this COD game that could be great, but yeah. two giant pillars that are crumbling. Yeah, very... They could... Honestly, it could ruin the company. It could ruin a lot of things. And yeah. so I, I don't know. And it, I don't know where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. I, it, I'm just very, very worried for the future. And I hope people understand why. 2020 is going to be an interesting year. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, where will Activision Treyarch be? Where will Call of Duty be? Where mm-hmm. will franchise leagues be? Mm-hmm. It is solely dependent upon these choices that orgs are making. And if you're an org, you said you're going to General Esports or League of Legends. Right. We have orgs out there taking the risk. They are going to Call of Duty. They are going to a franchise league. They're going to see us go. And mm-hmm. only a few of these orgs are going to have their risks pay off potentially. No, yeah. You got to factor in like, yeah, that investment, whether or not you get that back depends on will you win? Yeah. Are, are your players going to be good in this Call of Duty versus the or other Call Or will this COD be successful enough? Yeah, right. And so for me, I'll close on this. I, I, what organizations will be around three to four years from now because of the choices they are making now. Cronky. <laughs> Cronky. Because they're... Uh, yeah. Cause. <laughs> Who knows, man? Um, you look at... Yeah. You really look at the brands like FaZe and Hunter T, uh-huh. and they are taking such vast different approaches, right. safer approaches. Evil Genius is leaving Call of Duty. I, it, these organizations are making plays they think are going to be the right ones, mm-hmm. 
And three to four years from now, we're going to see organizations saying, I told you so, or I'm out of here. Mm-hmm, definitely. So scary times. All right, you, Jake, you know the deal. We can barely let a, a week go by without talking about Tencent. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought you were going to say Stadia. So, we're, hey, we're on good. <laughs> hey, we've given it a break for so a couple weeks. So what's it, Tencent? I'm, for all you podcast <laughs> uh-huh. listeners on iTunes or Spotify, I am bowing down yeah, right now. Yeah, we have a lot of respect for Tencent we, and all the amazing things they are doing for the video <laughs> game industry. Tencent is industry. an amazing <laughs> company, Zan. I love Tencent. Do not kill us. <laughs> yeah, right? right? God, let's see. There's... Y'all are scary. <laughs> They're so good, though. Yeah, and then this 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 thing that this is gonna it's gonna drive home the point even more that they're just making Tencent moves. Bro. Tencent just makes moves left and right. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. And they're all killers. How how is how is everything Tencent do, does like? Hey, yeah, we just you know we just we just we told League to make a mobile game and they 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 weren't down. So we, they, just, we just made our, our own, own and, and did then, way better. Yeah, just made billions of dollars. The thing is, no when big you deal. Said Tencent are killers. I'm yeah. picturing not the right thing. Yeah, right. You know, like, I, I, you're, I, I, you're saying killers as in successful. Uh, I'm thinking right. like, oh god, help! Like me. they're banging on the door right now. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, but, Tencent, we love you. What yeah. they do, man? Okay, they so do? they're over here. New partnership with Qualcomm. Uh, viewers may be familiar with Qualcomm because uh, if you have an Android phone, there's a decent chance if you have a newer one, they got a, qual- a Qualcomm Snapdragon processor. Sounds really, pretty cool to really, me. Really, really strong. Really Ninja great. doesn't have an Android anymore. Oh, well, you know. A different topic for a different day. <laughs> Samsung couldn't cut a big enough check. You know? <laughs> he was like, you know what? I know my viewership is 10% of what it used to be, but if you can just bump that feed by 10% too. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought this up, dude. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they're doing some really interesting stuff with AI specifically for esports. Dear God, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah, right? Tell me about Tencent it. Tencent is low-key about to, like, they're going to be the Terminator company. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Yeah. Kind of. But I, yeah. Anyway, what'd they do? Anyway, so they're looking into generating quality AI Part, like uh, opponents for esports, like AI training. Yeah, they are not the first. So yeah. I'm, you're piquing my interest. Yeah, but they're not the first. But these are. I got faith. If anybody's gonna make it happen quickly and it make it yes. happen well, it's gonna be Tencent and yes. Qualcomm. So basically, they said their whole thing is like, hey, we want to create good AI training un- units for esports teams to play against. So like, say if I'm on Optic, everybody's got a scrim. You gotta, you know, you gotta hide some of your tactics. You can't actually try everything against and, opponents. Yeah, yeah, real opponents. yeah. You gotta keep it on the down low. <clears throat> of course. Even though you still gotta play the match to, like, you know, get some good flow going. They're saying, like, hey, we could train an AI to. They're gonna be. This is this is our phase AI. So you know, team can play against phase without actually having to play against phase. So you're gonna, you can yeah. literally, you can you can play phase and scrims yeah. or whatever, and then um, set up your AI to mm, mimic right. phase yeah. tactics. Yeah. So you can practice against them. The future, man. Which is going to be so interesting. And you know what? That I, I is love, wild. I also, I, even also, gra- oh, I yeah. can't even wrap my head around yeah. it. Yeah. Because remember, like, just this week, we had this drama about bots because everybody hates bots. But imagine, Fortnite, yep. imagine if those bots were just as good as actual players and you couldn't tell the difference. Because, you know, everyone who launches AI are these bots in, mm-hmm. in games. They eventually, of course, they have different difficulties, but mm-hmm. they're never going to mimic exact, at least right now. You know what's really interesting, actually? Killer Instinct already kind of did this. Killer Instinct, a fighting game. Okay, I was just saying, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, it came out like, uh, I want to say 2014, 2015, Xbox One launch title. Yeah. They had this really interesting thing. I think they were called like Shadow Shadow something. I'm sorry, I can't. KI was the so Shadows. Long ago. Yeah, Shadow Shadow whatevers, right? And they could kind of copy players' movements. Yeah. Like kind of closely. They obviously weren't perfect, but they were getting there. 
And so if the technology was that, that state back in 2015, yeah. can only And then, imagine. of course, we have Dota 2's AI. Mm. We also, uh, we've, yeah. a few people have contacted us. Mm. Uh, two different companies, I believe, are working mm. on CSGO specific ones. Yeah. Dude, you just get me excited when you bring up stories like this. Uh-huh. When a company like Tencent says they want to get into something, right. they go into it. And they go hard. And so the fact that you are now bringing up things that I really hadn't thought about, you can now... You can scrim teams. Mm-hmm. You somehow give it to your developer and say, yo, mimic this. All of mm-hmm. a sudden, you're practicing phase when they aren't even awake. Yeah, you practice right? phase 10 or 12 times, and then you mm-hmm. actually scrim them, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, they're like, whoa, we're getting beat down by optic. How do they know I was going to take a right there? Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, you know, yeah. What's, you know what's actually oh. super interesting? They're already talking mm-hmm. about, hey, how can we make this available for the public, too? How can we make it so that, hey, Jake, you want to play against Astralis? You can do that. Oh my god. They're talking gosh, about like dude, this is yeah, sick. It's so dope. And they're talking about AI is replacing coaches. Oh, like frick. giving you like like analyzing I your have, gameplay I, in real time. I have heard about this, yeah. but only for specific games. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine it will it will take some time, yeah, obviously. Obviously, obviously. But the fact is this, you you could have future teams. I picture uh, like the liquids, the big teams out mm-hmm. there, they're hiring chefs, they're hiring yeah. managers, mm-hmm. and then they're hiring AI guys to right, keep yeah. their programs up to date. Uh-huh. To Dude. program like new simulations and everything is going to be so crazy. People are going to be so good at games. It's not yeah. going to be fun anymore. Yeah, it's so weird. Like I was thinking about this the other day. Everybody is so much better than they used to be. Like, like did I'm we not... have this thought together? We might have. Me and Maj, yeah. our team leader, definitely did. Uh-huh. What were, sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just thinking about like I was like thinking about how good people used to be in MW2. Yeah, and then like thinking like, hey, the flick shots in R6 are way crazier, bro. Like, we had fun what? back in the day. Yeah, we like we uh-huh. people were good and we were having fun. Mm-hmm. Me and our team leader were talking about this. We'll close on this point as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine you and me. I'm, yeah. We're not trying to sound like adults here, but mm-hmm. we grew up in the age, and a lot of you guys did as well, where we actually went outside. We had birthday parties a little bit. Yeah, outside. Yeah. We, uh-huh. I, we, I, I'd say I went, I went outside quite a bit. You know, mm-hmm. played soccer, mm-hmm. all these sports growing up. Imagine today, though, where the possibilities for kids are endless, especially when games like Fortnite bring yeah, in so definitely. much money. Mm-hmm. We have the new generation in the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Their entire upbringing has been around. They're the type of kids to every day be trying to play video games. Yeah, right. Kids are going to – and we see this in CS. We see this in other esports, Call of Duty as well. The people being signed mm-hmm. are younger and younger and younger. Yep. Five to ten years from now, the kids are going to adapt – it's going to be insane to see how good people are. To that same point, I was just, I was thinking the other day, it's wild how, like, I don't know if you ever tried to pull this when you were a kid, but, like, I, I don't think I did either, but I definitely know people who did, who you try to be like, games are legitimate, let me play more, like, X, X, Y, Z, like, ah, oh, I got I to gotta grind, I got to get to X, Y level. But now, as a, if I was, like, a 14-year-old playing Fortnite every day, I guess we're like, hey, mom, look, Booga, Booga made three million. <laughs> and and <laughs> I could do that. And think if you uh-huh. were a parent that had no idea, you're like, oh yeah, Jimmy, go play. Yeah, for yeah, sure, go play. Right, right. And I don't know. It's gonna be weird to see AI, right. especially. We'll keep it back towards that topic. AI. I'm so excited when Tencent gets involved. Yes. And so whenever we have updates, we'll keep you guys posted. Tencent trying to approach AI. Anything that do is gonna be a game changer. This mm. included. And with that, Zan, we conclude a 20th episode, which has been I, – I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I had a good time too. You bring some great stories to hey, the table, so my guy. so do you, my guy. <laughs> 
I've, I've enjoyed our conversation today. <laughs> All right, housekeeping. Hit him with it, man. Yeah, okay. So as always, do not forget, if you want to listen to us, the Esports Rewind, on the go, feel free to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, your podcast app of choice under the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. That's Prediction with two E's, folks. Yeah. You know, it's... It's the move. We got a bunch of other great esports podcasts there, too. So if you see something you like, hey, maybe give it a shot. You can always find us. Like Jake said earlier, we just hit 50K this week. Thank you guys again so much for that. We're on YouTube at Esports Talk. Uh, Twitter at talk underscore esports. Man, you got this spiel down, bro. Yeah. Uh, anything else? If you guys want to yeah. keep on DMing us, we've had a great few people mm-hmm. out there give us stories. Uh, we try and cover as much as possible. We're trying to slowly expand into other titles as well. Right. And it really does help when you guys send us stories. We might not mm-hmm. respond to every message, but just know we, we, we do see yeah. every message. Mm-hmm. I read most of the comments out there. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, at least, especially with 50K announcement, guys, thank you very much. We really do appreciate you guys. Definitely. And uh, for anything on the website as well, we got great content on there as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Website. Esports Talk.com. Yeah, website yeah. revamp is slowly being there. So a few months from now, we should have some. Hey, we're making good things. progress. Yes. Yeah, we got the design finalized. We're in the coding stages right now. I know the site's a little, it's shaky. It's we, getting but, there. Well, but hey, we got good content on the site though. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you guys keep watching. We'll keep grinding over here. Thank mm. you guys all very much. Yeah, uh, Zan, you. to episode number twenty. Here's the twenty-one next week. Thank you guys all for watching the Esports Rewind podcast. Until next time, we'll see you then. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.